Hey everybody, how you doing? Joe McCall, REI in your car. How's it going? Hey, I got something I want to talk with you about that I think is really cool. I did a coaching call today for a good friend of mine. And talked about outsourcing, hiring virtual assistants, using virtual assistants. And this could be, you know, maybe I should make this into a whole series podcast. Because um, it's so important in business today, right? Uh, there's so much to do in this business, right? And we, as beginning investors, try to do it all ourselves and a lot of that's our fault. I mean, we just complicated. It doesn't need to be that complicated. But I'm telling you, man, getting a virtual assistant makes everything so much easier. It helps you focus on really the most important things. And you can outsource the things that aren't as important, but still need to get done. You know, there's, I talked about in the webinar, there's $5 an hour activities and there's $500 an hour activities. And where are you putting most of your time? If you were to look at all the stuff you're doing during the day, are you spending a lot of time like doing data entry into your CRM, Podio or FreedomSoft? Are you sending text messages and putting postage stamps on envelopes and postcards and stuff? Um, that's important stuff, right? But it's not like you shouldn't be doing that. You need to step away from the computer and get a VA to update Podio for you, update your CRM. So I remember I was trying to think, you know, like when I first heard about this concept of virtual assistants, and I believe there was a couple different, well, I don't remember exactly, but this was way back in 2008, so nine years ago, eight years ago. And uh, I remember the four-hour work week came out. Do you guys remember that book? That was right about when I quit my job or was thinking about quitting my job. And I loved the idea of living the outsourced lifestyle, right? The nomadic lifestyle, being able to do this business, run the business from anywhere in the world. And to do that, you need a team of people. And um, I remember Tim Ferriss talking about hiring virtual assistants in the Philippines. And actually, he was talking about India at the time. And that's where kind of most people were outsourcing things is, was in India. And then I started hearing people talk about the Philippines and how much better it was to hire virtual assistants in the Philippines. And then Odesk came out, odesk.com. And another popular site at the time was Elance, I believe. So anyway, um, I remember when I was starting to do deals. I was starting to get overwhelmed with all of the stuff that had to be done. And I remember listening to my my mentor saying, you know, marketing is the most important thing, right? And you need to get marketing done for you in spite of you. So I started thinking about that. And I realized if I don't get someone else to do the marketing, it's just not going to get done. So what can I, and I remember also thinking, like, what on earth can I give a, an assistant to do, a virtual assistant? Like, that's, I don't have enough, to, if I hire somebody, I'm not going to give them enough work to do. Then I started writing down like all the stuff I do and all the stuff I could be giving away and all the stuff I could be getting done if I had someone else. And I was like, wow, this is a big list. I can definitely get somebody full time to help me with this. 
but I wanted to take off bite-sized chunks. I wanted to do it small and start start off slow, which I recommend to a lot of people when you start hiring virtual assistants. So I remember I hired my first virtual assistant who lived in Indiana. I was too nervous. I was too scared about hiring somebody in the Philippines. Um, and this lady lived in Indiana, and I found her, I believe, on Odesk. I don't remember exactly. I think it was Odesk. And um, I had I was a bottleneck in two major areas at the time. One was sending out the marketing consistently every day. And at the time, I was doing a little bit of direct mail, but I was mainly doing um, emails and text messages to to Craigslist ads. The second bottleneck was I had so many properties, I was having a hard time advertising them. And I was having a hard time creating the flyers because I was using postlets at the time and maybe V flyer or something like that. And I was, I was having a hard time getting the properties on my website and getting them advertised. And this was back when it didn't matter where you lived, you could post really easily ads in Craigslist. So I needed somebody to create the flyers for these properties and put the ads on Craigslist and advertise them every day. And, um, so I found this lady and she was great. I remember how much I was paying her, maybe five bucks an hour, which I knew I could be getting cheaper in the Philippines, but th this lady was real good. So she started advertising and marketing my properties. I think that was the first thing. And then I realized with my marketing, I just wasn't getting enough done. Like, here's what happens. I would get a bunch of marketing out the door because I needed some money, right? I needed to do some deals. I'd get a bunch of marketing out the door get a ton of calls and then get overwhelmed with like all of the stuff of handling those calls you know comping properties sending offers following up and talking to them and going to the house and all that stuff and then once I got a property under contract so it was really busy and I would stop my marketing because I couldn't handle any new leads coming in so I'd stop the marketing work on all that stuff that was going on then do some deals make some money get all excited and then turn around in my pipeline is completely empty. I had no more new leads coming in. And then you freak out again, right? So it's this vicious cycle up and down, up and down of joy and making a bunch of money and then terror, like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to, I don't have any more money coming in. I don't have any more deals. I got to start the marketing again. And it's not like a little switch. It's not like a light switch where you can turn it on and off as quickly like that. It takes time to build momentum so I would turn the marketing back on and get that firing up again and it would take, here's the thing, you know, it's like you start doing the marketing and you talk to some sellers and you send them an offer. And I, I stopped going to houses just out of necessity because I didn't have time. I couldn't. I was still working a full-time job. And I, you know, I remember also my mentor saying, you need to time block your marketing. And this mentor at the time was like anti-outsourcing. I remember there was a controversy at the time. Like some gurus were, you know, like you can't do virtual wholesaling. There's no such thing. You can't do it. It doesn't work. And you don't need virtual assistance. That doesn't work. That's just a passing fad or whatever. That's ridiculous. So this guy was saying, you don't need a virtual assistant. Just time block. Schedule, put it on your calendar. Like, all right, every morning for an hour, I'm going to do this and that. And I tried that. It did not work. It's horrible. So um, you, 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 you go through these highs and lows, these big, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's like a, like a hamster on a wheel or something. I don't remember. But I would 
all of a sudden I'll be freaking out because I don't have enough leads. And it's not like a light switch that you can turn on and get new new leads coming in and start doing deals because here's what happens. You start doing the marketing. You start talking to sellers. You start sending offers. You go meet them or whatever. And then they need time to think about it. A lot of sellers are like, well, yeah, maybe. I'm going to try to sell it now. Uh, let me see if I find somebody. Or they've never heard of lease options, and so they just need time to think about it. You, don't, you maybe don't get a lot of yeses right away. Um, and so then maybe you get a seller that says, yes, well, that's awesome. So it takes a few days, maybe a week, to get a sign in the yard, to get the ads up and running, start marketing the property. And, you know, it takes maybe two to four or six weeks to find a tenant buyer. Great, you know. Well, you get the tenant buyer, you find it, you find the tenant buyer. And I was doing it this time a lot of lease options. Um, wholesaling is a little faster when it comes to selling. But even then, you know, you find a buyer, you still got typically a few weeks even after you find the buyer before you close and you make your money. With tenant buyers, it's a few more weeks even after that. So you get the tenant buyer, but he doesn't need to move in for another four weeks. Um, so you don't actually get paid until the tenant buyer moves in. A couple of times I made the mistake of cashing my check before the tenant buyer moved in, and then they changed their mind, and that was not fun, having to refund that money that I'd already spent. So anyway, um, it's a lot of work. By the time that you turn that marketing on, you may not get any money for a couple months. So I realized this marketing up and down cycle thing has to stop and I need a consistent flow of seller leads. So I had my virtual assistant from Indiana, real nice lady, um, start doing the marketing for me. And I forget exactly what she was doing, but mostly it was going to Craigslist, looking up rental properties, putting the phone numbers into a spreadsheet, sending text messages, and at the time we were doing voice blasts, and I don't recommend that anymore, and uh, doing voice blasts and sending emails and maybe doing text messages, I forget. And then the calls would come in to voicemail and I would handle the voicemails. And eventually I got a friend to help me with the calls and I paid him on commission. And then I got a realtor to advertise and sell the homes for me. So then I got it set up where I had somebody else doing pretty much all the work, which is awesome. That's the way a business should be run, right? But here's the thing I wanted to talk about. Um, oh yeah, before I get to that, the um, and then I'll summarize and end this. Uh, the, it was this virtual assistant, because I was doing lease options kind of the wrong way at the time. I was kind of screwing it all up and I was only getting a couple thousand dollars on each deal and I didn't get it. And the, the, my VA said, hey, um, there's this other guy that's kind of doing kind of what you're doing. You should check him out. And uh, she gave me his name and, and uh, website. And I looked him up and I called him. And um, he helped me uh, quite a bit. And um, so then I started, like, making, instead of, like, two grand, I started making five, seven grand on each deal. And I thought, this is amazing. This is really cool. So it was my, it was my VA that kind of introduced me to the whole concept of making more money flipping lease options so anyway um, my whole point is this uh, stop thinking that you have to be the one that does it all right stop thinking like how you've heard me talk about this before stop asking how can I do this start asking who can do this so in your business whatever it is take a look at all the things you got to do to flip a deal and just ask yourself how can I get someone else to do all of it 
how can I do none of this? And you start asking the right questions, and it starts making you think. And you get outside, thinking outside of the box and stuff like that. Um, and then get yourself a good virtual assistant as quickly as possible. I have a lot more to share on this, and I'll probably do some more episodes on outsourcing and virtual assistants because there's so much to talk about, and I really enjoyed this coaching call that I did um, today. It was only an hour long. I had to keep it under an hour, and I just rammed through like so much stuff. I probably overwhelmed everybody on the call. There's about 100 coaching students on the call. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and uh, I'll be sharing more about it in uh, future episodes. But I got to go. Take care. See ya. Bye-bye.